What is up, everyone? Welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. Well, the next few hours were supposed to be at least somewhat exciting, but over the last few weeks, we have learned that the Cowboys and Dalton Schultz are not close to a long-term deal. And if he is not signed to one of those by tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central Time, he will have to play the 2022 season under the franchise tag. This is not a surprise based on the fact that we have heard about this being the case for a long while now. Reports out there have indicated that the Cowboys were not sure about giving Dalton Schultz a long-term extension, and it didn't sound like the Cowboys and Chills would agree to a number that made sense to both sides. The latest update on this whole situation came today, a day before the deadline, as Adam Schefter from ESPN reported that the Cowboys franchised tight end Dalton Schultz and Dallas are not expected to reach a, an agreement on a contract extension. Once more, this definitely seemed like the case for a while now. And it might not be a surprise, but in case you were holding out hope for a Dalton Schultz deal, maybe you were hoping that the old quote would become true, right? Deadlines make deals. However, it got tough with the way that the tight end market is behaving. Because on one hand, you've got Mike Gesicki, who was also tagged by the Miami Dolphins, and that he will also likely play under the tag this season if reports are true. And then you've got David Njoku that doesn't have the production that Scholes has had so far in his career. More than anything, he's never had a season close to what Dalton Scholes had in 2021, at least in terms of production. And the Dalton Scholes conversation is, you know, he's not a George Kittle. He is not a Travis Kelsey. So... Does he deserve a contract that would make him likely a top five tight end in the NFL in terms of average salary per year? And that is the big question. People don't know what the answer to that is. So instant reaction. Do you like the fact or do you not like the fact that the Cowboys are not signing Dalton Schultz to a long-term agreement? Let me know your answer to that in the chat. Do you like it or not? Or, or unlike the Cowboys decision and approach to the whole Dalton Schultz thing. And actually, if we want to give more structure to that specific question, we can number it. From 1 to 10, how much would the Cowboys offense miss Dalton Schultz if he was not a part of it? Because, you know, keep in mind, Dalton Schultz will, of course, play for the Cowboys this season, but the future is as uncertain as ever as he will play under the tag, because you don't know what will happen next year. Will Dalton Schultz maybe convince Dallas and its front office that he is the guy for the job at tight end? Or maybe he just plays one more season and then he's off to another team? Or maybe, you know, they throw the Corval of the double tag. We can talk about that later on the show. So let's see some of your answers here. Uh, Charlene likes that he's not getting the agreement. Craig says that it's a horrible decision. Ryan says uh, it's a tough decision. We signed Blake Jarwin to a contract. 
and he ultimately had a career-ending injury. A 2 for Craig on the 1 to 10 question. Uh, 3.78. Let's see. 5 for Antoine. Stephen White, 7. This season, says Bruce, it would be a 7. 5, 4. So not very high numbers overall. Nicholas going with the high number. He says 9 because he's a big part of the 12th personnel offense. He can catch just about anything, but he cannot block. I disagree on the blocking. I, I, I do disagree on that. He might not be elite in that aspect of the game. But what I don't disagree with, and what I agree with, maybe it's more clear that way, is that he's a big part of this offense. And that's where I struggle to find the right answer. Given the Cowboys' circumstances, I do think that for this season, it should be a high number because after CeeDee Lamb, while Michael Gallup returns from injury, Dalton Schultz is likely your number two weapon on this offense, right? Because I'm excited about Jalen Tolbert, but Schultz is probably a most reliable pass catcher early in the season, right? Yeah. Even more so if you consider how the Cowboys use him as, the, as this safe hands kind of player with underneath routes trying to find the weak spots over there in the zone coverage of opposing teams and just doing a great job at it. That's why he had over 800 yards last year. I agree that he is not a Travis Kelsey. He is not a George Kittle. He is not an elite tight end in this NFL that will dictate coverages from opposing defenses, blah, blah, blah. I am on board with that. But also, even if you think that, you know, even if you think that Dalton Schultz is not a guy that will dictate coverages, what he does with the Cowboys and the underneath routes and being in sync with that with Dak Prescott consistently providing safe hands. And, you know, he is actually a very decent blocker. I don't know if he's among the elite blockers of the league. But he is definitely one of the highest graded by PFF in this area of the game. And fans have overblown the storyline that he cannot block. That's just false. He is a tight end. So if you put him 101 versus Chandler Jones, like the Cowboys did when they played the Cardinals, of course, Dalton Schultz is going to get bit. But overall, when he is in the role that a tight end should be in, Schultz is getting it done out there in the trenches. And that's not easy. It's not easy to find a player like that. So the Cowboys are risking one of their most important players on their offense today. Is he replaceable? Maybe in the long run, if you go and get a free agent or a first-round pick next season, I don't think that Jake Ferguson is a guy that will replace Dalton Schultz or if he does, it might take a longer while than many would expect it to be. I am somewhat indifferent to this move by the Cowboys because I get where they're coming from. But also, I believe that, you know, those who are super happy about Dalton Schultz not getting a multi-year deal, that might be a little bit of disrespect headed Schultz's way because he has done a very good job. Not only that, he's improved Season upon season. I don't know who it was. I believe it was Eric Eager from PFF who tweeted out the wins above replacement for Schultz in the last four years. And it's been rising, steadily rising. So Schultz is out there, you know, 
uh, Schultz is out there producing consistently. Uh, thank you, Antoine. He says that I'm good now with the audio, but he says that maybe there were some audio problems. I'm glad that is fixed, apparently. Let's see some of your comments here. Stephen White says, there is nothing wrong with Schultz. I agree with this. People get pissed when you're not Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, who are arguably the best two tight ends in the NFL, or Darren Waller with the Raiders. T. Silla says that he likes it. The key word, the key word says Gregory, is long run. What is up, Kenneth Fraser over at Facebook? I appreciate you being here. Let's see. Let's see. Toxic Tom says, Mo, I swear Cowboys fans would turn down Pat Mahomes because he is a bad blocker. <laughs> Ryan Doyle says, Dalton Roadhouse Schultz can roundhouse some people in pass protection and in the run game. We could do better, says Bruce. That I can live with. I, I can live with this state. Now, how much of a risky game is this for the Cowboys? Because what would a contract look like for Dalton Schultz? And The Athletic actually put out a fan survey. I know that Skywalker had a segment on this actually this very week, if I'm not mistaken. They put a, a, a and you guys answered it, and it was a fun show, by the way. Shout out to Sky. We, we should do something together one of these days with training camp near and everything. Uh, I don't know if you're watching Sky, but let's make it happen if you are. Anyways, The Athletic put out this fan survey and in it they asked Cowboys fans if they would do a deal that would pay 11 million per year which is what he will earn with the franchise tag in 2022 but over a four-year deal would you do that deal with 22 million in guarantees and I actually have the details for you so it's a four-year deal this is the athletics proposal quote-unquote Four-year deal that would pay him around 11 million per season, 22 million guaranteed. So it's not that much money in guaranteed money. You're talking about maybe two years that he cannot get out of the contract. Would you do it if you were the Cowboys? If you're Schultz, do you? Nah, excuse me. Yeah, because I wanted to make it interesting. This is a great deal for Dallas, and it's actually kind of unrealistic in my opinion. So if you're Schultz, do you take this deal proposed by The Athletic? Try to put yourself in the shoes of Dalton Schultz, who's coming off from an 800 yards, who's has more, who, who has had more production than David Njoku, who signed for over $13 million per year. If you are Dalton Schultz, why would you take this deal? It doesn't really make a lot of sense. So you can see why, why the Cowboys maybe would have had a point by signing Schultz to a long-term extension. Because they know that the value that they're paying him right now is under market value. All of your answers are no. If you're Dalton Schultz, uh, you're not taking it you know that you're worth more. You know that you have more yards than David Njoku. You know that maybe even if they don't see you as a Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, you know that you work on this offense because there is no denying that. Even if you are anti-paying Dalton Schultz, there is no denying that 
he works for this offense. And that's easier said than done. You're not going to find a lot of tight ends produce at Chol's level even for this offense. And the other thing is, sure, we want a better tight end, but do the Cowboys want a tight end that's like Travis Kelsey and George Kittle? Because, of course, anyone would like a player of that caliber. But Dalton Schultz is exactly the type of tight end that the Cowboys want on this offense, which is why they drafted Jake Ferguson. He's a similar player. He comes from Wisconsin a college team that, of course, will run the football, run and then run a little bit more. If you're Dalton Schultz, you're probably aiming for something closer to the $14 million range. And if you're looking for that number, then the Cowboys, and this is where I understand it, and that's why I don't want to, you know, kill the Cowboys front office for not giving Schultz his long-term deal. Dallas could still actually franchise stack Dalton Schultz in 2022. And I know that we briefly discussed this possibility about two weeks ago or three weeks ago. But right now, he's getting $11 million for the 2022 NFL season, $10.9 million. If you tag him for the second consecutive year, as you guys know, the second tag would be 20% more expensive. So that would give you a number of $13.1 million in 2023. And you know what? Njoku just signed for 13.6. If you franchise tag him again, you're still getting Dalton Schultz for under market value. Might be worth risking it a little bit. It might be worth saying, you know what? Let Dalton Schultz shut us up again like he has done over the past couple of years, let him shut our mouths. And then what we'll do is maybe franchise tag him again and try to see if we can reach a deal that time. And maybe you move on after that or you strike a deal. However, although it sounds good when using the, the hard numbers, like if you compare 13.1, it's obviously a lower number than 13.6. But tagging a player for the second consecutive year would be bad for cap purposes because the, the number for the franchise tag is not flexible at all. Whereas if you get the player signed to a multi-year deal, you can play with the numbers and open up some cap space for the team. Let's see. Toxic Tom says, Mo, can we risk it and get a real GM, please? Says Toxic Tom. Not in a while. I don't think that you're getting that wish in a while, Toxic Tom, to be honest. Dallas Young says, Schultz is in a position to have another really good season. Might even top last season's plate. I agree with Dallas Young on this one, by the way. He, he is going to be important for this offense. Now, do you guys, I don't know if you guys saw this, but it was such a good point by Jeff Cavanaugh the other day when he was breaking down the numbers put out by PFF Moo that said that actually Michael Gallup was the guy that lined up versus the team's number one cornerback most of the time. So you can say a lot of stuff about Kenlon Moore, but at the very least, he found a way to not make Amari Cooper and or CeeDee Lamb, the number one guy on that category. So 
Dalton Schultz, I do believe, is a big part of that maybe as well. You know, he's a tight end. You can play him inside. The Cowboys will be creative with Dalton Schultz sometimes, and they will flip him and make him the sort of slot wide receiver with another player playing next to the line of scrimmage. All of that helps this offense. It's little things, but they help the offense. I have talked about that strategy with Jalen Tolbert and how he could fit into this offense before. This I don't get, to be honest. Uh, Tommy says, hell no, I didn't even want to attack him this year. Definitely not again. Tommy, that one I don't understand. Like, Schultz is clearly a very good tight end, even if he is not elite. Why don't we want to stick with players that work on this offense? That's something that I personally cannot fully get. I would like to see more yards per reception. I will give you that. I know that he is not the deepest of threats for the Cowboys. But when they give him the chance, he responds in those situations as well. Let's see. Michael Gallup. There is footage of Michael Gallup playing last year's Toxic Tom. <laughs> Craig says Schultz is a lit. I wouldn't make him a lit just because, and it's not hate versus Dalton Schultz. Like not saying, saying a guy is not a lead is not hate. I would say that he is very good. I would say that he belongs in the top 10 tight ends in the NFL. Uh, I didn't hate that he was ranked in the as the eighth best tight end by ESPN this week by NFL people. I do not hate that. I think that's pretty fair. Someone ranked him in the top five. But to me, I, I need to make a distinction between Kittle, Kelsey, Waller, and Schultz. I just, I feel like I would be being a big time homer if I sat in front of this mic and in front of this camera and tell you that I have them on the same tier. I just cannot do that. I refuse to do so. Those guys open up so much possibilities for, the, for, for your offense. Craig says you were wrong. Top five tight end. But see, it all depends on, on how you define elite. Do you, Craig, rank Dalton Schultz in the same tier as Kelsey and Kittle and Waller? Do you rank him on the same tier? I can't. Now, Parsons digs defense here, makes a good point. He says elite in our scheme, yes, not overall in the NFL. He has been pretty close to elite based on the Cowboys scheme. He works on this offense. He works on this offense. I, I, I agree with that. Toxic Tom says, Mo, if Dallas didn't tag Dalton, what is he worth then? I would say that right now he's worth market value, to be honest. I would give them the, the $13 million per year just trying to to work out a way like David and Joku's contract in which just the first two years of the deal are virtually fully guaranteed. If you can get a contract signed that by 2024, you can make a decision, even if it's in March, on whether or not you're sticking with Dalton Schultz, I would give him that contract, to be honest. Because... We're not playing Madden. The Cowboys are not likely to change their scheme drastically from one day to another. So sure, I might like 
to get a better tight end. I know it's going to be very hard to do so. So I would much rather have a tight end if it's that important in our offense. And it's ironic even because you went ahead and you and you had and, and you brought in Jake Ferguson because you know how important a tight end is for your offense and it, that type of tight end. And you're not paying Dalton Schultz. That's where I struggle. But I can see the reasoning behind Dallas not caving in these negotiations. And I don't hate it. I will not hold it against them, especially because of the franchise tag situation that we have discussed tonight. It is very, very viable that the Cowboys could franchise tag Dalton Schultz for the second year in a row. Let's see. Chris says the guy has gotten, has not proven anything for that kind of money, says Chris. But I would argue, like, what else do you want Dalton Schultz to do on this offense? Because I would say that he has proven it. I mean, 800 yards, eight touchdowns in 2021 is not bad at all. Plus, he's blocking and he's not messing up these blocks like Cowboys Nation say, uh, says that he is. And who are you going to bring in? That's how the market works in the NFL. Remember that. It's not about, the, you know, the rankings for the highest paid players is not a ranking for how good they are. It's just a ranking of if it's hard to replace you, you're getting near the top of the list. If you are replaceable, you're not getting up there. Dalton Schultz, not easy to replace, period. But given the franchise tax circumstance, which is very specific to the tight end position, it's not that bad of a deal for the Cowboys. They can roll the dice and see what happens in 2023. Ironically, if Dalton Schultz goes out there and has a 900-yard season with eight touchdowns once again, then Dalton Schultz is not is going to ask for a lot more money. And that has happened to the Cowboys many times before. But anyways, before we get out of here, before we get out of here, uh, a little bit of an update, a little bit of a Cowboys catch-up segment on tonight's episode of Primetime. There were some pre-training camp roster moves. The Cowboys are adding linebacker Malik Jefferson, who has been somewhat of a journeyman already early in his career in the NFL former Texas Longhorn, and to make room for Malik Jefferson, the Cowboys waived running back and Hard Knocks featured player Jaquan Hardy, who became, for a brief moment, a fan favorite for the fan base while the HBO series aired weekly during last year's training camp. I think it makes sense for the Cowboys to cut a running back at this stage of the, of the offseason, you do have Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. The Cowboys still have Rico Dowdle, plus a few, a couple of rookies, and the fullbacks, Ryan Null. And I know some people will like that I'm mentioning Ryan Null, plus Nick Ralston. So it is somewhat of a deep group. I know that it sucks when you like a guy like Jaquan Hardy and you see your team move on from him before training camp. It always sucks. But you do need some competition at linebacker. Because you've got the top guys, as we have discussed before, uh, Leighton Vanderish, Michael Parsons, Jabril Cox, and then you've got Luke Gifford fighting a bunch of undrafted free agents. 
So Malik Jefferson has an uphill battle, but he could find his way into the into the roster. Like if he has his strong camp, it could happen. Has not played a lot recently, though. Let's see. What up, Mo? Jaquan will be back. Says, I love weed. Gregory says, uh, that's what the Cincinnati Reds do, but I don't know what that was in reply for. Let's see. Ryan says, I like Schultz, but I feel like we can keep recycling the tight end position and draft a tight end and use the rookie four-year pay scale. Then when his contract is up, draft another tight end. But, and Dalton Schultz was drafted in day three. The Cowboys hit a day three pick. I don't know what the best strategy is for the long term. But I think that depending on day three picks is not a good idea. Honestly, I don't think so. Let's see. Antoine says, what grade would you give the two linebacker signings? Um, Chris Sam, Malik Jefferson. I wouldn't honestly grade them just because I believe they're bottom of the roster kind of guys that will fight on special teams. So it's a decent signing, right? Because you're adding depth at positions that you need help in more for the defense side of things for special teams. Remember that these guys are guys that make or not or don't make the roster based on what they do in special teams. So we'll see how it plays out for the Cowboys. But I would be surprised if any of these two guys has a big impact on defense in 2022. So giving them a grade would be would be something, right? Like, I don't think it would be very insightful, honestly. I don't think that I can give you an insightful answer on that one, Antoine. But let's say, since it's linebacker, a B minus, right? They're coming in in minor deals. It's not like it's not like it will affect the Cowboys if it doesn't pan out. Ryan Nolmick, Stephen Jones, <laughs> comes to his offense to talk to Toxic Tom. I'm actually low-key excited about whether or not one of these fullbacks makes a roster just because I know we've got some fans here in the show. What is up, Tammy, over at Facebook? Thank you for joining the show. We've got uh, Jared as well saying, now is going to be a fullback. Looking forward to seeing uh, whether or not the Cowboys carry one on the roster. All right. Anyways, you know, this has been it for the week here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. We are so close to training camp. We are so close to training camp. They report on July 27th, so less than a couple of weeks officially for the Cowboys to report and for us to start having even deeper conversations about the Dallas Cowboys and where things stand uh, before the preseason. So I'm looking forward to all of that. Uh, thank you to Toxic Tom for your comment on the haircut. I appreciate it. Uh, anyways, do me a favor, hit the like button, do me another favor, and go out there and enjoy your weekend. I hope you guys have a fun Thursday night and, of course, the rest of the weekend. Enjoy sports if you're into UFC. Uh, root for Jair Pantera Rodriguez, who is from my home state. Uh, check out, of course, baseball. I uh, hope that you enjoy your weekend is what I am trying to say. Do me a favor, hit the like button, share the stream, and I will see you 
Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you very much for joining the show. Bye-bye.